Welcome to New Bridge Present Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David Ogenenrobo teaches and divides the word of truth. Be blessed as you listen to the sermon. In, In Christ, Christ, we are God's new bridge. So we began this series on purpose. Or we are beginning this series on purpose because the purpose question is very important question in our day. Many people are trying to find out what their purpose is. And this teaching series will really, really help you. It's make your life count. Like I was saying in the earlier service, earlier session, that one of the major drives behind this teaching series is I've seen people, so many, trying to find meaning to their life. They're trying to find meaning to their lives. Some are young, some are old. Some are rich, some are poor. They are all trying to find meaning. A young man walked up to me one day here and he said, what if God is just playing a game with all of us? But like, what do you mean? He said, I don't see the point of life. Like, wow. He said, what's the point when I would live and just die? Said if I was going to die anyway, why should I come in the first place? You know there are a lot of people like that. There are so many. There are some that feel, why are we here? What's the point of us being here? So since I can't find any reason, let me just flex. Man is actually searching for meaning. Every single man has this deep long within him to find meaning. So sometimes you see some people they try to make the meaning of their lives their children. So you say, I'm just living for you people look. Everything I do, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> and the children grow and leave them. Now the children have matured and gone. It's your life still not really about them. The purpose question will help you have the right drive to life. If you've not found purpose, your drive at a point, you'll be wondering, is there any use? But I want to give you, or I want to help you find Purpose. Please, I want to beg you. Embrace this teaching with all of your being. Praise the Lord. What did I say? Embrace this teaching with all of your being. If you do, I would have saved, you would have saved 10,000 years. And some of the wonder, what do you mean 10,000 years? Can a person live up to 10,000 years? Listen, you will live forever. 
I said you will live forever. Amen. Whether you see a man or not, you will live forever. Amen. That's the truth. In the doctrine of Christ, there is something called, one of the principles in the doctrine of Christ is called the resurrection of the dead. It's based on the fact that man was created to live forever. So even though our bodies will decay, the Bible says there will be a resurrection unto life and a resurrection unto death. So, John 5. John 5 from verse 24. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Hallelujah! Praise God! Say, I'm passed from death unto life. Because I believe in Jesus. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Mark that word. What did he say? When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. That means among the dead, the dead can some of the dead can decide to hear. And some of the dead can decide not to hear. Look at this. Really, really, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. Hold that thought. Now, see verse 28. Mama not at this. This is Jesus still talking in the same chapter. For the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. See verse 29. And shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life. And they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. So every man will still live forever because they will all rise. Are you seeing this? Now, what is the difference between verse 28 and verse 25? Hey, Kabaya, pay attention. Verse 28 says what? Please put up verse 28. Verse 28. It says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice and shall comfort. Now, what is the difference between verse 28 and verse 25? Who we'll are to verse 25? Verse 28 says, All that are in the graves. Now, they shall comfort someone to the resurrection of life, someone to the resurrection of damnation. Because Assume this is this damnation. This is verse 28. Verse 25 says, The hour is coming when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. So, the dead. And among the dead, some can decide to hear and leave. And some that will refuse to hear will not leave. What's the difference between verse 25 and verse 28? Verse 25 is telling you that a man can be walking on the road but he's dead. He's physically alive but spiritually he's dead. So, when the voice of the Son of God which comes by the gospel, he can start to hear it and leave. 
but there are those who are in the graves already. And if they did good, the good in this context is hearing the voice of the Son of God. So, if you are in the grave, even though you are in the grave, if you heard the voice of the Son of God when you were alive, and lived, even though you are in the grave, you will rise unto eternal life. Amen. Do you see that? But there are those in the grave today, right? They are still in the grave. And at that time, it's called the return of the day. God will speak and everybody will rise. So we will all live forever. But some of us in life, some of us, not some of us. You are all going to be in life. Amen. Because you believe the gospel. And that time, you will not know that purpose really counts. Because it is there you will see that this life matters. Who is following this? Oh. Satan, I shall live forever. I shall live forever. See, eternal life is a real concept. We will live forever. Listen, as we are like this. A time will come when we will be in a new body and we will know ourselves. <laughs> Glory! Glory! This thing, let me tell you, the most important thing on the face of the earth is the gospel. The most important thing on the face of the earth is the gospel. If you don't know it, know it now. And maybe this teaching will help you know it. Praise the Lord. So, what is purpose? Fundamentally, purpose is the reason why a thing exists. What do we say? Purpose is the reason why a thing exists. Dr. Masmoro, on blessed memory, made a statement on purpose that is very remarkable. He said, When the purpose of a thing is not known, abuse is inevitable. So, purpose must address reason. However, if you will truly work in purpose, you must know what purpose is not. Like I said, Wisdom is the ability to identify differences. What did I say? Wisdom is the ability to identify differences. For instance, your child, what makes your child your child is the way he reasons. For instance, if you, if you give a child an iPhone, he doesn't look anything different from a toy. When you, when you say, hey, drop that thing, he's like, why should I drop it? That let me just hit you so that hits the wall. You are like, to him, is the same toy car he carries around. You see, he doesn't have enough wisdom to identify the difference. He can just bring the food. What, what does he What does that he care? Let me just flush the iPhone. <laughs> and this other phone may be a contact of of a contract worth one billion. Amen. Amen. I said, Amen. amen. I prophesied somebody. Amen. It's done in Jesus' name. Amen. But you see, because it's a child, he doesn't know the difference. He doesn't know the difference between the, the fact that I need to go to the toilet and pull up. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I can pull here. Wisdom is the ability to know, to identify differences. So, we are going to say four things that purpose is not. Now, this teaching will bust your balloons and break some tables, but just accept it. Number one. Purpose is not unique. 
there is nothing like I have my purpose, she has her purpose. I know that's what many people have been saying, but purpose is not unique. Purpose is the reason why anything exists. Let's let me explain. What is the purpose of a chair? Give me feedback. To do what? <laughs> to sit down. So you can have a brown color chair. You can have a chair that has a sofa. You can have a chair that is uh, ordinary wood. It's still a chair. It has one purpose. The expressions may differ, but it's the same purpose to sit down. Praise the Lord. What does that mean? I cannot have more purpose than you. We all have the same one purpose. The purpose of a chair is to sit down. The purpose of a phone is to make call. If you like, have a Samsung phone, have a Techno phone, have an Infinix phone, have an Intel phone. All of them, the way we say it's not phone, it's phone. <laughs> All of them is to make a call. Maybe one may have a 4G SIM, a 5G SIM, where we have a touch that can, that's bigger than the sun. <laughs> it's still a phone, and it is to make call. Purpose is not unique. So all men have the same purpose. Our expression in purpose may be different. Are you following this? You know what most people call purpose is assignment. An assignment is a platform or a responsibility given to you to carry out as a result of purpose. That in itself cannot be purpose. So, we can have different assignments, which is, could be an expression of the way we, we carry out purpose, but we have our own purpose. God has one aim for mankind. The same reason why He created you is the same reason why He created the first man. Do you understand that? The same reason why phones are still manufactured today is the same reason why phones were manufactured when, when they were first manufactured. Are you getting it? The same reason why we are going to have more chairs tomorrow is the same reason why chairs were made today. Purpose is not unique. Number two, purpose is not a career. Purpose is not a career. What do you say purpose is? Purpose is the reason why it exists. So, that's fundamentally. So, purpose cannot be a career. Now, when God created Adam, Adam was such a special being to God. Adam was such a special being to God. Adam named, became a co-laborer with God and named the animals that God created. Adam was fellowshipping with God. Adam, Adam was like God's, in fact, Adam was God's best friend. Yet, Adam needed to eat. So, God told him, you have to tend the garden. Now, can we say that tending the garden was Adam's purpose? That would be wrong. You see, Adam's purpose, God created Adam for something. I don't want to leak out the clue. God created Adam, but Adam's purpose gave rise to an assignment. Assignment is the result of purpose, not the other way around. 
Because Adam was walking with God, was fellowshipping with God, was moving with God, it gave rise to having a garden. Do you understand that? To take them in the garden. When you really have understand purpose, your life will just have meaning. You will know why you should do what you should do. Praise the Lord. Now, more reasons why purpose cannot be a career. Purpose cannot be based on what you do with your hands for a living. Your career can fuel it, can be a fuel to purpose, but not purpose in and of itself. Now, what did we say purpose is? Is the reason it didn't exist. Now, if you say purpose is a career, that means in many sense, God was confused. Or God is confused in creating man. Okay, now, look at this. David in the Bible, give me first Samuel 16, from verse 18. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's respond. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Then, as one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehem Hemite. This is David. We're talking about David here. That is cunning in playing. He, that means he could play the harp very well. A mighty valiant man. A man of war. A prudent in matters. And a comely person. Meaning he was also a fine guy. And the God was with him. This was all the things David could do. David could make himself very fine. He was a comely person. He was prudent in matters. He was a good administrator. This is the challenge many people have today. They can do many things. And they are trying to find purpose from the things they can do. So, if you want to pick out any of these things, somebody can say God created David to play the harp. You'll be wrong. That was not the chief aim of creating David. Even though David could play the harp, and maybe he got a living from playing the harp, that was not the reason why he was created. Okay, you can also say, since he also had the skill of making himself fine, God created David to just be a fine guy. You see, that is a flawed belief system. Many people say, ah, the way I've seen myself, it's like I was created to just be a philanthropist. That's my purpose. I've found my purpose in life. You are wrong. That's maybe your assignment. But that's not your purpose. Purpose is not a career. Meaning, so, okay, let me look at it. People have a career, you work for maybe 40 years, then you retire, and you are still alive. Listen, you are still alive, but your career has ended. If your career is your purpose, that cannot be the chief aim you have created. Yes, sir. Do you see that? Yes, sir. Purpose is not a career. Number three, purpose is not happiness. Is anybody need happiness here? <laughs> like I said in the earlier session, praise the Lord. I said, remember, there was, there was a time something was reading every way. A song by Faria Williams. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Who remembers that song? It's read for a while. 
They are that line, clap along you, feel like happiness is the truth. That song is a good song to clap to. But you see that line, that line highlights a, a general misconception to what makes you happy. Purpose is finding what makes you happy and doing it. I'm going to let my speaker say that. Oh, purpose is finding what makes you happy and keep on doing it. You are wrong. Because happiness is not the truth. A teenage boy can love to play and play all, his, all day. It makes him happy, but it also makes him and help him ruin his life. <laughs> you understand that? I made some things. Yes. I said, a purposeful life must be a life of restraint and principle. Even with good things, there is a discipline from knowing that you have had enough. Like I said, sleep makes them more happy. Where well, if you sleep all day and you just love to sleep, just not higher in coffee. <laughs> I jokingly said, you cannot be sleeping like I'm competing with the dead and make progress in the land of the living. <laughs> if you let see, if purpose is what makes you happy and movies make you happy, that means you are saying that you the chief aim that you were created for is for movies. Are you seeing that it's a very broad concept? Purpose cannot be happiness. And in fact, if it's purpose that you want, eh, purpose is more synonymous with sacrifice than happiness. There are many times you will have to stick with purpose when you are not happy. However, purpose is the secret of true and lasting joy. Look at Jesus. Was not fulfilling purpose on the cross. That was. No, tell me he was happy. <laughs> Two nails. And actually, he was nailed here. Most of you don't know. They think he was nailed here. Is if it was here, it would have been easier. Jesus was nailed on the wrist, not on his palm. That was how they crucified. If he was nailed on his palm, his body went to pull him down. He was nailed here. You know what he means to be nailed here? Ah, don't think about it. Ah. Purpose is more synonymous with sacrifice. And you know, when the paradox of purpose is that when you really find it, you don't you don't have a reason to live until you have a reason to die. Did you hear what I said? Somebody said you're not, and I get this point, even though that's a little bit extreme. You see, you're not worth living until you have a reason to die. When you really get this purpose, you see, you are more ready for death. Like right now, you are more ready for death. Like right now, I've thought about, I've thought about, okay, who will happen? Praise the Lord. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I'm with you. We are doing the rapture together. Ask Jesus is carrying us. I say, Stanley, let's go, let's go. As we are flying there, I say, man, this this airplane fresh like this. Holy Ghost rapture. We are going. Amen. 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 Let me tell you, do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Have you accepted it? Yes. You are going. Glory. Glory. 
I'm not trying to make you happy. It's the Bible. Don't worry. We'll go back to our teaching of left of uh, am I saved? Where we thought about left behind. We so scared Christians with rapture. Are you missing the rapture? Rapture. Are you missing the rapture? No Christian is missing the rapture. There are people who think they are Christians who are not saved. They will miss the rapture. But no Christian is missing the rapture. This is why we are preaching like this. So you know if you are saved. Are you following me? We are not missing the rapture. We are going. The Bible says we shall all be changed. It says we shall all. Don't distract yourself. Come back. Hallelujah. So purpose is not happiness. Finally, purpose is not determined by the proposed. Purpose is not determined by the proposed. If you start your journey of purpose by trying to find your purpose, you are filled. The mere idea of purpose suggests that there was a creator. There was somebody that had something in mind before he started. Right? So purpose is the reason, the reason why a thing exists. So why did you create this thing in the first place? The idea of purpose tells us that there is a creator. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Any updates? Okay. The main idea of purpose tells us that there is a creator. There was somebody that had something in his mind before he started. Like I said earlier, imagine. I created a robot that could talk and I'm standing beside the robot and you wanted to find out what the robot is for and you're asking the robot. The question you should be asking is the person you should be asking is not the robot is the person that created the robot. Do you understand that? The mistake many people have about purpose is they are asking not just the wrong questions but the wrong person. If you want to find out about purpose ask the one who's created in the first place. Ask God. So you cannot talk about purpose without God. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you cannot talk about purpose without talking about God. The carpenter had an idea in his mind before creating the chair. You don't ask the chair why it was created. You ask the carpenter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we have, we have to ask God why did you create man? Why did you create man? So what is purpose? Purpose is that one thing for which you were created and at which you must succeed at. Otherwise, nothing else you succeed at will count. Let me say it again. Purpose is that one thing. See, learn to come to church with your notes, your Bible, and your Bible. Even if your Bible is in the phone, bring it along. Amen. The church is for training the saints. You must come, come with your notes and pray for us. Let's go. Let's print new breed notes. Amen. Come to church with your notes. Your rights. Said if you think it, ink it. Said the faintest pen is better than the sharpest brain. It's so true. It's so true. Is the stream is still on? 
back. Let me go again. Purpose is that one thing for which you are created and at which you must succeed at. Otherwise, nothing else you succeed at will count. Now, like I said, if you have a phone that has stopped being able to make call, that can no longer make calls but can still bring lights, is it still a phone? Is a touch light? It has failed in its purpose of a phone. It has failed in its purpose. It can still produce light, but to call or the buttons are spoiled. Forget about it. It's no more a phone. It has failed in that purpose. So even though it can produce light, because it cannot make calls, it has failed in its purpose. Purpose is that one thing you must succeed at, and at is that one thing. Let me read it again, because actually that definition was given by. Spiritual father. Now, like I said, I didn't embrace this definition because it was him. But I, this is the definition that makes sense of all the purpose books I've been reading. Purpose is that one thing for which you were created, and at which you must succeed. Otherwise, nothing else you succeed at will count. So, what does this mean? There is a chief, chief aim for life. There are some things that I know they are important. Though they are good, going to school, becoming rich, getting married, having children, they are all great. They are important. But if you fail in purpose, all of those things will no longer count. Do you get it? Purpose is that one thing for which you were created and at which you must succeed at. Otherwise, nothing else you succeed at will count. So, what is God's chief aim for mankind? First Timothy chapter 2 from verse 3. 1 Timothy 2 verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved. So, did you see purpose is not unique? All men to be saved. He created all men to be what? Saved. So, Purpose is first of all salvation. God's chief aim for man is that man will be saved. Salvation. What is God's purpose in my life? God, you know, sometimes we ask God, the devil, those days, the devil, go and pray to God and ask Him, tell show me my purpose, show me my purpose. Oh God, show me my purpose. Most times they do not get an answer. And they know. George, show me my purpose. Show me my purpose. Just check the word. You will see the purpose. He created man for what? To be saved. Who are all meant to be saved? And to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now somebody may say, are you now saying that? Um, What about that music I'm doing? What about my... That could be an assignment. A facility to fuel your purpose. The reason God ever did everything He did was salvation in Christ. God's priority has always been salvation in Christ. Let's read more on this purpose matter. Because I found out, I asked you questions many years ago. I used to study the New Testament. I found out why is it that you don't you don't see the word destiny so much in the New Testament? Instead, you see predestined. Now there are some people who teach there's nothing like destiny because of that reality and they are also wrong 
Because God has a destiny for man. God's destiny for man begins the day you come into Christ. Do you understand that? He said you see predestined. It is predestined because it began in eternity. You see the reason why purpose cannot be career, happiness, um, any of those things. Because purpose began in eternity and that was God's realm. So anything that will be purpose must matter eternally. Are you following this? Are you following me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please, the remaining 15 minutes, pay attention now. Romans 8 verse 28. It says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Now, so, what is God's purpose for man? Verse 29. For whom He did for no, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son. Are you seeing this? That He might be the firstborn among many brethren. So, the reason God created man is to be conformed to His Remember, let us make man in our own image. Now, Jesus Christ is the expression of God's image. Are you following this? So, he wants many sons after the order of Jesus Christ, which is his image. Did you get it? So, the adoption of sons in Christ Jesus is the purpose of man. I know this kind of teaching will disturb you. See, somebody said, new bridges, they form space in brain. Every told me she's not around today see what i've known for 20 years in six months you is just the word of god quickly Ephesians chapter one from verse three so the first man was made so that man can come into his image which is christ salvation in christ is god's purpose for man and the reason he made the first man is the reason he made every other man are you following this our purpose is to know Christ and to make him known. I've gone ahead of myself because of time. Ephesians 1 from verse 3. This is the blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Now, see verse 4. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. So before the carpenter made the chair, he said, I don't want me to stand again. So before God made man, he chose men in him before the vision of the world, that they should be holy and without blame before him in love. Verse 5. Having predestinated us, you see that word now, predestinated us, predestinated. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Christ Jesus to himself. Are you seeing this? Just the same way the capital said, I will, I will make it change. People no longer stand. They can sit down. So God said, I want children that will look in my image. So I will create man. Hallelujah. Are you seeing this? Amen. Amen. You were made for God. The purpose of man is God. Christ. Salvation in Christ. Coming into that salvation and oneness and family of God. That's why you were made. To know Christ and to make other men know Christ. Praise the Lord. Now, let's, let's read this again. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now, jump to verse 9. Having 
having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he has proposed in himself the sin that in the dispersion of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ both which are in heaven which are in earth even in him verse 11 in whom also we have appeared an inheritance being predefinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will King James let me step it down a little bit what is he trying to say the preeminence of Christ above all things is the purpose of man I know that some of you may, may have missed me here <laughs> but come with me praise the Lord to know Christ and to make Christ known is the reason you are, you are here Christ is the reason for your life if you feel in this thing now remember what I said from about the resurrection remember purpose is that one thing for which you were created for and at which you must succeed otherwise if you succeed at any other thing it will not count imagine you die today and stand before God what will, what will Jesus ask you what will count in, when you were in front of Jesus that's the reason why you came the gospel what did you do with the gospel did you, first of all have you accepted it did you believe it now this is serious that means the Bible says it's disappointed unto man wants to die and afterwards the judgment do you know the time when you are actually going we actually all don't know so when will you get ready if you stand before Jesus today how will your life count for the gospel that's purpose praise the Lord that's purpose so quickly say it after me God's purpose for my life is to know Christ is to know him in Christ and to make him known every other thing is an addition God's purpose for my life is to know him in Christ and to make him known every other thing is an addition that's the chief aim now this is not a far-fetched thought if you read the book of Ecclesiastes you will see that this was the same journey to purpose that Solomon was making. He told himself, Ah, you know, I've asked you before. So imagine you're supposed to die tomorrow. What will you do? I've asked you that question. Say, Eh, I will go and buy all the chicken. All the food I've not eaten, I'll be charged them tonight. Say, Ah, what if you cannot follow everything? So I will go and pull and come back. I must eat all, I must travel all the travel I can travel. Then you now stand and die and stand before God. But Jesus asks you, so you you came and you have not eaten chicken. Is that what will matter before Jesus? So, so you you are telling me that you were in the world and you don't use an iPhone. No, you have to go back. Go back, go back. You feel my hand. Go back. I said one. You were in the world, you did not drive bins. <laughs> hey, you is that what will count? Now, even though driving mess is a good thing and you will drive one. Yeah. Hey, you, are not, you don't want... Even though it's a good thing, that's not the chief aim of your life. 
was the time in my life when the chief of my life, according to me, was to be an engineer. Ah, I really love. Let me tell you, if me with helmet, if you see me on the field those days, my God, the young short engineer with my helmet and safety boots, was working as a world tester, working on the field. You see me with my data, everything. I was feeling like this is the life. I'm sure God was a see that one. Don't worry. With the look you they laugh. And I really did it too. I can't count the many times I've been on the field as I'm walking. Somebody just woke up to me. You are not supposed to be here. It was at a point when somebody's strange strange face is coming. I know what you want to tell me. That I have a call. I'm still going to start a ministry, but Corinthians 5 verse 15 this is and that died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him who which died for them and rose again listen you must understand it today that the purpose of your life is the gospel. It says, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Listen, the reason why you have that job, the reason why you are doing that career, the reason why you will have an assignment is because of purpose. Because you know Christ and you want to make him known, you must do well in your field. Do you understand that? There is a proper reason to be ambitious. There is a... Always following me. Why you want to go to school and make it in life and become a giant in whatever you are doing is because I've known Christ now. Other people must know Him. This is a real. This is this is real living. Let me tell you, I cannot be tired. I cannot be discouraged. Why? There are people that must hear. Praise the Lord. Suffer me to know Christ and to make Him known. That's the purpose of my life. It is under the death for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto which died for them and rose again. Do you understand that somebody died for you? You cannot live unto yourself. You don't belong to yourself. Do you understand that? So that I live for Christ. We have a bunch of Christians of people who think that everything is just about let me just no live for Him. That's when you truly begin to live. You know, I discovered something in, in, in Christian circles. Many Christians are desperate to be famous. It is too bad. It is. See, they don't even care if any way you can just pass through to be famous. What got what got my attention? I saw a lady that is close that was I once mentored. When I mean I once mentored. About 12, 13 years ago, she was a small girl. So I used to, I was in the teenage ministry then. And I used to carry her from the children's church to the teenage ministry. And she had a beautiful voice, but she couldn't, she couldn't really sing so well. So I began to encourage the people to train her, the instrumentalists. I would carry her and give them. I encourage her to, I would give her, then I was a, I was becomes gradually becoming a 
teenage coordinator. So I would tell them, okay, give her roles to solo and all of that. As of today, she's she's a star singer. But I saw a video of her singing Rihanna online. She has gone circular. And guess what? She had almost a hundred comments from Christians. Go, baby. You are doing great. You are amazing. This is great. Listen. Anything you do that does not count for the gospel, you waste. See, it is. What do we say? Purpose is to know Christ and make you know. Before that, we said purpose is that one thing for which you must succeed at, and at which if you don't, every other thing will not count. Anything you do that does not matter for the gospel of Christ was a waste. You can't. She's all purpose. As great as Bill Gates is. If he has not gotten born again right now, he's out of purpose because the chief aim for his life was to know Christ. Was to become adopted into the family of God. Do you understand that? That's God's chief aim for Nigeria. God who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Listen, that should be your burning. He says that he died for all, that they will live unto themselves but unto him who died for them and rose again what is your money for it's supposed to be for this thing what is your marriage for this thing oh you think marriage is just to uh, make children your marriage is supposed to, to empower you to live for Christ your gifting so your singing is not just because you just want to be famous you are singing because I have known him they must know you are building a big business it's not because you want to compete with big gates no because the time will come. What to make that business count before crisis? It became useful. It became a tool for the gospel. Praise the Lord. Let's look at first Philippians chapter one. Let me tell you, this type of thinking will realign your life. God, what now? Because purpose is about God, you need to start asking God, what is your plan for me? Out of purpose become a plan. Are you fully following this? Because he wants you to know him and make him known. The plan for you to make him known may be different from this other person's plan. So you see why you must not have to seek the will of God. You cannot you cannot just say, Okay, this is my talent. And I'm going to do what no. God, what's your plan for me? Then you are lying. Because now I've known you. How will you want me to make you known? He says, Okay, hmm, you there's something about you that that has to do with industry you your own has to do with government you your own has to do with music so you know that this is my quarters to grow and make Christ known are you following this some of you is there something about fashion okay now I'm going to become big in this business so that I can reach out to the people who are top there and preach to them I'm going to be big to give to the gospel Philippians 1 verse 20. Let me tell you, when you find what purpose is, you will not mind dying. See, death, death, death will lose its power over you. Melisalasso came to Nigeria to preach the gospel. But in the process of doing that, she died. You know, the first time actually, she had to go back because of malaria. And came back again. She went deeper into Calabar and was preaching. She was preaching and dealing with illiteracy, teaching children. 
Why? Purpose. When you really find this thing, you will not mind that. This one verse that we may not have known existed in the Bible. According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. Christ shall be magnified. How have you lived your life? Has Christ been magnified in your life? If Christ has not been magnified in your life, when you stand before Christ, you will say, Purpose. What? How was your life magnifying Christ? So because your life was to magnify Christ, you have to play a role. That's what gives birth to assignment. Assignment comes because of purpose. Are you following this? Now, see verse 21. For me to live is Christ. This is purposeful speaking. I have a feeling that some people are not really getting this thing. But Father, in the name of Jesus, there is understanding. It says, for me to live is Christ. That means, if a man is not saved, he has not come into purpose. If a man is saved, he has come in, but he has not started living poor, and he has not started preaching the gospel, and the gospel has not become his priority. He has come into purpose, but he has not started living purposefully. Are you following this? For me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain. Meaning, he's trying to say, if I died for the gospel, I gained. Because at the common artist, when I stand before Christ, my death was actually a gain for me. Do you understand that? I will win it. It makes me win more before Christ. Tell your neighbor, I found the reason for living. So you have this purpose we inspire your motivation for doing things why do you want to do it for instance i personally i'm a music minister i love music i grew up but i had too many things i was a good engineer let me let me even make you know my last result i graduated from the university 4.95 engineering i like engine i like i like calculation i like to do hard things Chai! so when god was telling me you come into ministry i was like oh let me just stay in that the office when engineers are talking, I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to check the pressure, the balloonist equation. But God said, my son, carry that your head. Put the Bible. You see that? Like this. Bring it into scripture. Be dividing scripture. Eh? That is my plan for you. Because you know that this is his passion. And if that is the role he, he, he has you to play, okay, I'm willing. Do you understand that? If somebody, if a, a, a minister, minister, music minister told me that if if that if she wanted to advise me, I should focus more on my um, music that it will make me blow faster. Do you understand that? I will blow faster than being a pastor. But my motivation is not to blow. It's to do what do you get you get me. I'm living for him. Praise the Lord. Ecclesiastes 12 from verse 13. This is the last verse as we close. Now 12 verse 13. Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13. Remember what we were saying about Solomon? He was if you read the book of Ecclesiastes, he was saying, 
all is vanity. Money is vanity. He now said, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his... Now, this was his own way of saying, live for Christ. You know, after that time, it was pursuit of the law. So everything, fear God. Oh, keep his commandments. But this one is, we love him because he has loved us. So I live for him. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. So the reason why you will be a great politician, whatever, anything is, I'm going to make him known. Amen. 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 To know Christ and to make him known. Say after me, I'm to know Christ and to make him known. This now has to make me ambitious. If you are going to know Christ and to make him known, you cannot decide to be small. If you are going to make him known, you cannot decide to just be mean. They have to be more than you. Do you understand that? Yes, sir, yes, sir. Your life has to be bigger. Look at the disciples of Jesus. They were just fishermen. Then God told them, you will preach my gospel to the ends of the earth. They have to now start traveling. Overnight, they have to start thinking globally because of the gospel. Don't think of your that business you are doing. That job, that thing you are doing. Don't think of just, eh, we just want shop. Eh, make I just make money to eat and die. No, that's not the duty of man. And do you understand that? That shop must grow. Amen. 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 Think about it has to be big. Why? There are souls that must be saved. Your finances are required. Your effort is required. Praise the Lord. Are you a music minister here? Go and improve, rehearse, become stronger. Glory Brook. Don't talk his advice. I just sing for the choir. I just sing. I just sing. <laughs> Don't sing song that people will not hear the gospel because of the song. Jesus was Rihanna. Was Rihanna? Then they will not see women dancing. Thank you for listening to the sermon. We hope you have been blessed by the teaching. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.